podcast is a proud member of the CypherCast Network. Discover more at CypherCast.net. And follow us on Twitter at CypherCast.net. Welcome to Incantations, an Invisible Sun podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. And we'll be your guides along the path of suns. Today we sing with All You Are Is Mine to Use as we provide an overview of the Incaridian of the Path, the newest release for the Invisible Sun RPG. Join us on the path of suns and we may uncover a secret or two. When we cast All You Are Is Mine to Use, we discuss the books and other releases for our Invisible Sun games. This time we're going to be discussing the very interesting Enchiridion of the Path. It's interesting both for the content of the book and the layout itself. So let's let's get into it. Um, so we like to talk about the a couple of things about these books. We like to talk about the purpose and like how it's laid out and how we think we might want to use it. Um, so the purpose of this book is it is it is a setting information book uh, for the different suns. Uh, in Invisible Sun. Uh, each of the suns has its own section in the book and it's got setting information. Uh, I don't want to say it's like, um, you know, setting information like the Secrets of Silent Streets uh, and it's not like Teratology. It doesn't have like, it doesn't have location information like those books have. This is more of a book of uh, rumors and flavor and uh information that can be gathered by the players either by doing research or by talking to people that they know uh does does that make sense absolutely it seems like an accurate description um i think some people i can will count myself in this number expected to be much more like a traditional setting book yeah it is not a traditional setting book no and nothing about this game is intended to be traditional but this is even less traditional than usual um, yeah. I was a little disappointed because I was, I was wanting a lot more information on the various suns and there is some more information. Yeah, there's some is, more. But it's not as information dense as Teratology or Secrets of Silent Streets. It is much more focused on the uh, handout aspects, which I like. Those props are really kind of interesting, but it's just a different uh, service that I was kind of anticipating from the book. So I think it's important that we talk about this so people know what they're getting when they order this book. Yeah. So this, okay, like we said, this isn't a traditional setting book. You might not even call it a setting book because it's it, it's full of player handouts. And the idea here with the layout is that you can tear out all of the pages in this book. They're perforated. And the intent is that you would rip these pages out of the book and hand them over to your players. And um, yeah, seriously, there's a, there's a whole little blurb in the front of it that says, yeah, rip the pages out, like hand them out to your players. That's what this book is intended for. Uh, and it's not to give your players like hard concrete information about the various suns. I think it's more intended to just give them an idea of what these suns are like. What is this? place like what can we find there what are we expecting there to be like how can we understand what this world is going to be like more so than oh okay there's a giant tower in this city 
uh, under the silver sun. Oh, and then there's also a mountain that you can't get to the top of. Like it, it has a whole lot more flavor than it has facts and information. Yeah. And it advises at one point that these are handouts that simulate, and there's different types of handouts. So uh, some of them will be more useful in some circumstances than others. But one of the most common types is the sort of thing a player might find if they are doing research before a trip to a particular sun. So if before they go to the blue sun, they say, I want to find out more about the blue sun because I want to know what I'm getting into. You say, okay, well, you do some research at the library and let's have a, uh, you'd either do a, 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 a development mode uh, section or maybe as a whole group, you have a scenario, an encounter that is just them gathering information about the, uh, for their trip. And then instead of describing it, as I've done in the past, you just now can hand them a piece of paper and say, you find this. <laughs> or you just happen to uh, sit in on a lecture that Advance was giving. And now here are the lecture notes that came along with it about uh, the locations in nowhere under the blue sun. Right. So it's it, it includes uh, note, like fragments from notebooks, lecture notes, uh, academic-y sort of reports that you might find at, a, at the universities. Uh, it's, it's different. It, it has like uh, one of the drafts of an essay from Avance, which is mm -hmm. that, that I think is one of my favorite entries in this book. Yeah, I can't say I've read all of them yet, though I have looked through the whole thing and read bits and pieces from every sun. Uh, it's highly varied and that that's fun. And these do look like great handouts. They are both laid out well. They are compellingly written. Um, they're fantastic handouts for that purpose. Uh, so ex you, know, you can expect to get a good value from this book in terms of player aids. Uh, I will tell you that I do have, I'm going back uh, to the episode that we just recorded about uh, the 11 steps with cult. Um, there was one threat that I totally forgot that I was going to use. And there's a handout under the gray sun that is from uh, the Hendasa. And it's a letter that basically starts the, process that, that the Hendasa used to extract exiles from the gray. So it might be something that you find when you uh, interact with someone in the gray, that they are being recruited. Yeah. And that gives you a, a, a little tip off. That's an example. It, it doesn't necessarily add a lot of lore to the game, but it leverages that lore in a way that brings it into the physical reality of the players. Um, they are looking at this piece of paper uh, and it, it, it creates a, a more immersion, I think, because of the tone presented by these these handouts. So like I said, I really like the handouts, but I, I do want to warn people, this is not a setting book as we normally think of it, because it's not just a, like a list of locations and a bunch of story hooks or things like that. This The focus here clearly is in providing excellent set of player aids and handouts. Um. Now, each of the sections does start with a map of the sun, which I thought was pretty mm -hmm. interesting. Yes. Like, it's not, you know, a two-scale map. I think it's more, you know, here's the general layout of what you're going to find under the sun. And one thing that I didn't actually realize was that the gate to the sun has a physical location under the sun itself. That was news to me as well, and, okay. and it's key in most of these uh, <laughs> most of these maps. Uh, and it's not clear whether the maps are complete or not. Oh, I would say they are definitely not complete. 
Well, I don't even mean comprehensive, but I mean, like the, the, the map of the green sun, for instance, is just a forested area. <laughs> yeah, the green sun map is, um, I guess, since the green, you know, tends to shift around so much, you know, there, there are no permanent structures there. It makes mm-hmm. sense that the map would be less than useful. But it doesn't include things that, I, that I've had, in, I have included in my games, like there's, there's rivers, there are lakes. There might even be oceans because those are all parts of nature. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think that they are wel- would be welcome in the the green sun. Um, but this is just a narrow view, uh, which happens to include the landmarks that are discussed in the other books. Uh, but it is important to, I think, you, if you want to emphasize to your players that this is just the parts that are around the gate, basically. Um, there, There's a little section at the front of the book that talks about uh, what the path of suns is and how you travel along it and what happens when you travel to a new sun. And one of the things that it details there is that, Hey, when you arrive at a new sun, sure. You're going to talk to the warden uh, on subsequent visits. You're just going to show up at the gate under that sun. And like I said, that was, that was news to me. Um, and that's not how I've been running things. And I, I don't know if I'm going to change that. Yeah, I mean, in some sense, it is consistent with what had been said before, where you have to negotiate with a warden to get into the suns through normal travel. Yep. Um, but there's a little bit more to it. Uh, I I like that first part a lot for provide, especially new players. Uh, yes. Kind of an FAQ of what this setting is like. Uh, and 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 I'm sure it is also based on the questions they were getting through the Facebook group and other things of like I don't even know what to do with this and like oh we'll, we'll add it to the FAQ that we put out in the Incaridian of the path. I think I've said it correctly twice now, but I'll push my luck later. Yeah the the third question, um, well the third yeah the third frequently asked question under this pack uh, is basically like hey. Um, how like when I travel along the path, like where do I go? Like how like when I travel from gold along the path, do I go to the invisible sun? Like what happens? And it you know when I first read that question, I was like, oh my gosh, have I been doing this thing wrong for the past what is it two and a half years now? Uh, but no, we we got it, we got it right, <laughs> right. And it and doesn't answer necessarily what happens when you travel through means that do not follow the path itself, right. Uh, nor does it answer what happens when you travel along other currents, circuit, the currents. That's right. Well, uh, going backwards on the path of sun is technically traveling along a different current. Yes, but there are also other currents that actually do short that shortcut between different locations, like green yeah. to, yeah. And we, we've talked uh, and, about that before, right? Mm-hmm. We have, but but this FAQ doesn't address it. This is what, no. what I'm saying is is it could also be that if there are errors in if we what we're what we have done in our games is not consistent with this book. First, well, we didn't have this book. <laughs> this yeah. is all new to us. But second, um, there this is not this is should not be taken as a comprehensive uh, view of all the ways one can travel. This right. is just sort of the default ways. This is what happens when you get on a sunship and you travel from sun to sun or you walk from sun to sun or something along those lines. Um, so hmm, what else do we want to talk about here? We've got, we've talked about all the suns. There are maps, there are essays, excerpts. Oh, there's also a GM section at the back, which I think is yes. a super useful section. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it gives you as the GM an overview of all the information, all of the essays and you know pages that you can give to your players. And then it 
it, it gets into, you know, the details that the GM is going to want to know. Uh, and it has call outs to the other books. So if you need to find, you know, the spell that was referenced in this thing you just handed out to your players, hey, you can you can go find it pretty easily. Like that GM section is super cool. And I and I, I like it a lot. Yeah, it, it also has just enough information that if you are caught off guard and your players all show up one day and say, hey, let's go to the Red Sun. Like, uh, okay. Hey, <laughs> flip, flip, flip. GM section on the Red Sun. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of creatures. There's a whole bunch of hooks. There's a whole bunch of NPCs that you can draw from. It yeah. puts them all in one place for you. And you can tear those out too. Yes. Every, I, I think I don't have the physical book yet, but my understanding is that you know, everything can be everything. This could be completely hollowed out. Yeah, my my book uh, showed up su like super fast. Um, and yeah, you can rip out every single page of the book, which I guess leads to the, the big question uh, that you wrote in our notes. Really? <laughs> are, are we going to do this? Um, so, you know, we, I've, I've talked to friend of the show, Brandon, uh, and he was, you know, there, there's another book that he's like super excited about getting. Um, but he was, you know, he was pretty stoked about uh, the Enkidrion showing up, uh, <laughs> except he really doesn't want to destroy his copy of it. So if if possible, he's going to get, uh, you know, two copies, one to actually tear apart and one to not use. It is a beautiful book and there's a, the usual good layout and art throughout the book. Mm -hmm. So it, it isn't a beautiful object in of itself. Uh, now, I'm lucky because in some, in some in this sense, because I don't have a physical group anyway. So there's nothing for me to tear out in hand to my players. I only have one player that lives in my state. Uh, so I probably won't be tearing anything out. I could just hand the book around yeah. uh, or in fact, some of my players have the book when I don't, um, but I have the PDF. So even if I tore out pages, at least I have the PDF to look back at what those pages said. Yep. But it is not consistent with a collector mentality for the book where everyone has to have all the books. So they have the complete game and it's all there and everything is, is beautiful and pristine. Uh, you, you can't, of course, tear out pages and expect this to remain a pristine book. No. So you might want two copies if you aren't satisfied with having the PDF as your existing reference for what the book looked like in its original state. So I'm going to be using this book tonight uh, specifically for that gray entry. And I am really looking forward to putting the book on the table and saying, oh, hey, you find this, you know, note fluttering in the wind and. Uh, and then ripping that page right out in front of all of my players. Because I don't know <laughs> if any of them know that this book is set up in this way. You know, like Troy, <laughs> Troy might know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how closely he's following like all the updates for Invisible Sun, though. Yeah, it, it would be dramatic uh, if people are not prepared for that. Because we have such a taboo within our community of actually destroying books. Even though this is one that is uh, uh, built for it. And, and that's a topic we can add to our segment idea list. In fact, I'm adding it right now, props and handouts. Yeah. And we can talk about your experiences with this book, but we can talk about props and handouts more generally in another segment. Now, this book, I think, has props and handouts that I'm going to enjoy because it gives the players like a bit of fiction that they can use. And, you know, if you're trying to find some sort of hook for them to get interested in in some place that they're planning on traveling 
let's say they're doing research and they're talking to people that know about, you know, what's going on with the gold sun. I can just dig into this book and rip out a couple of entries. And honestly, I don't care what I'm giving to them, uh, at least with this book, because it's all just, you know, it's flavor for the, for the setting that they're going to be going to. So I can just tear out a couple of entries, you know, depending on like how much research they're doing, I can decide how much I'm going to give them. And they can go through that stuff and they can read through it at the table. You know, everything is like one or two pages long. I think there's one that's like three pages long, but for the most part, it's, you know, easy to just hand out and give them, you know, some pros that they can look through and then find something that they're interested in, which you can then use to like build the actual story from. Absolutely. Uh, and I think it, that is the purpose it is intended to serve, uh, though that might not be the purpose people were anticipating. <laughs> and it serves that purpose well. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it again when we do that topic. And then we can see if I can maintain my streak of pronouncing the incuridian of the path more or less correctly. You're close. This ends our walk. Maybe you discovered something today. Maybe you need to look closer. The music was titled Beyond from Wes Otis and Plate Mail Games. It is available from DriveThruRPG. Invisible Sun is the intellectual property of Monty Cook Games. You can find a link to their website in the show notes. You can find our blog at incantationspodcast.blogspot.com or email us at incantationspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Agonseer, that's at A-G-O-N-S-E-E-R, on Twitter. And you can find me at Tex underscore Red on Twitter. So please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes uh, or whichever uh, podcast app you are using. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, we also like seeing ratings and reviews, whether they're good or bad. Uh, or else just tell a friend about the show. That's another great way to get the word out and ha help people find us.